Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Synopsis. I'm your host, Jason. So last time we were talking about season one of Fringe, TV show that I've recently uh, got into. So today I figured I'd jump into season two and just kind of continue walking through the uh, the main story plot and how the whole season comes to an end, as well as discuss some of the side plots and overall thoughts on the, the season. Um, so we left off in season one where uh, we find out that Walter's son is dead, even though Peter, Walter's son, is still alive and walking in the show. And what this implies is that uh, when you also find out that Olivia, one of the FBI agents, gets transported to an alternate reality, an alternate timeline, to meet William Bell, you kind of can make that inference that uh, the Peter that we're seeing, Walter's son, Peter, the, the Peter that we're seeing in the show is actually a Peter from another timeline. Because at the end of season one, Walter goes to a, a cemetery where he's looking and crying over uh, a tombstone that says Peter Bishop. And it shows that his son died at the age of six. So that's kind of where the whole show picks up. Is Olivia is returning from her talk with William Bell in the World Trade Center. Uh, Keeping in mind, this is 2011 or so, so it's about 10 years after the World Trade Centers fell in our timeline. You get a sneak peek that she sees into this alternate timeline where the buildings are still there. And you'll come through a bunch of other uh, uh, hints and Easter eggs, if you will, on how um, there's other things that are different from our timeline here. Uh, So, Olivia gets back from the um, visit with William Bell, and Walter is still distraught over his, his past decisions. As he's starting to remember more and more about his past, he's starting to become remorseful about what he's done in terms of experimenting on children and other people, as well as um, kind of coming to terms with himself mentally that he did in fact abduct um, Peter from another timeline, kidnap him and bringing him over and keeping him as his own son. Um, And it's later um, hinted that uh, Walter's wife ends up committing suicide because of the stress and this and being distraught over the fact that they kidnapped Peter and brought him over, you know, to their timeline. Even though initially it was her idea just to keep him and raise him as their own. Um, so basically when you kick off into season two, uh, there's some sort of a phenomenon that happens and they can't find Olivia. Now, most of them don't know that Olivia had jumped over to an alternate reality. They just knew that she was going to have a little meeting with William Bell. Um, And so throughout the whole show, they're trying to figure out what happened to uh, Olivia, initially in the show anyway, in the season, trying to figure out what happened to Olivia. And then through some sort of weird phenomenon, um, she's kind of held in stasis and then comes blasting through the windshield um, minutes later after a, a, the crash occurred. 
Um, and so she's kind of going through, uh, initially in the series, she, she's going through like a, basically, uh, some sort of amnesia. Uh, her, her mental, her mind has, has blocked the events because it's so traumatic. And so she is trying to basically reconnect with those, those, uh, lost memories throughout the first portion of the show. Um, and she's relying on her partner, Charlie, to kind of help her out with all of that. And initially that's going well, but unbeknownst to a bunch of, um, to basically the whole unit there in Fringe, is that Charlie was killed and his identity uh, masqueraded by a shapeshifter. And this whole idea of shapeshifters becomes kind of the main focus of season two. And throughout the season, you find out that, in some regards, this alternate timeline that we get a sneak peek in, they have more advanced technology in some aspects of life. One of them is they are able to make um, these shapeshifters, which they seem like a cyborg, I guess like a cyborg in a way, like part machine, part human. Um, and in a way kind of like a Terminator if you will to where they can go over assume the identity of a person they kill and then just kind of fit into that role and so um, initially while Olivia's friend Charlie and, and, and co-worker uh, Charlie is uh, working on helping her remember what's going on eventually he gets killed and replaced by one of these shapeshifters and he's trying to pump her for information because there is basically a small group of shapeshifters that are over there who have infiltrated the, uh, our reality or the original timeline, if you will. And they're trying to get information about what they need to do, pieces that they need, and other things that they need so that they can create some sort of a machine to start connecting the world. Uh, and it's kind of hinted at that there could be some sort of an invasion. Um, and so... The one shapeshifter is trying to pump Olivia for for any kind of information that they could use, trying to really push her to, uh, you know, remember her, her, her forgotten memories so that they can go and find out what is needed in order to make this happen and make this, this bridge complete. Um, and, of course, the shapeshifter is doing it, like I said, under the guise of being Charlie, her uh, co-worker and close friend. Um, now, granted, that is eventually discovered, and that is kind of put to bed, and uh, Olivia then kind of jumps into kind of uh, the side plot of, you know, how does she deal with the loss of her close friend and... Uh, um, co-worker who has helped her through hard times, especially in her job and her past relationships and all that. And I think at that point with this whole side thing, that's kind of where you start to see much more of the, the friendship or, or the relationship, that romantic tension that I was talking about in the previous episode, starting to really build between Peter and Olivia. You know, they, they tend to start working closer together, start relying on each other, you know, um, confiding in each other and you kind of start to see that romantic tension and uneasiness kind of develop into 
you know, romantic feelings, and you can kind of tell that they're kind of going towards that whole train of thought. Um, and that definitely happens in the late, the second half of the season. I think in the first half of the season, Peter's still a little, you know, interested more in Olivia's sister, but I think they kind of pushed that, that whole idea to the side and then have him focus on trying to start something with, uh, Olivia. So that's kind of how that whole side plot goes with Olivia. She first kind of deals with the memory loss and then she, uh, deals with the, cl- her, uh, close friend dying. Um, and then about in the middle third of the whole of the the second season, Olivia starts to um, she starts to remember more and more, uh, and then she also starts to remember too about the experimentations that uh, uh, Walter did on her, and so that whole connect is also brought in that uh, you know one of the children that Walter was experimenting on in decades past when she was a little girl was Olivia. And so now they decide to start trying to really rebuild whatever um, progress they made in that kind of, uh, of a scenario. And so she starts trying to hone her special abilities that uh, were just, you know, minutely uh, um, detailed in previous episodes and in last season. So that's kind of where you see it going with... Uh, with Olivia. Now, when it comes to Walter, as I mentioned, he is still struggling with, with his past uh, behavior, trying to do everything he can to basically make up for lost time uh, when it comes to being a father figure to uh, Peter. So you can see Walter, and even Peter too, really starting to try to uh, bridge that gap that was formed between them as Peter matured into an adult and kind of did his own thing and Walter went into the insane asylum. Um, So you kind of see uh, uh, Walter really starting to make that uh, shift in his life into being somebody that he wants to be proud of. And part of that is being remorseful for his past experiments and uh, the role he played in, in, in causing harm in other people's lives. And then trying to turn around and stop being such an arrogant uh, uh, douchebag, basically. Think of uh, Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory. Kind of dividing away from that kind of a personality and behavior. And going into a much more humble, appreciative, loving kind of a person. Um, And obviously he's still dealing with the memory loss that he's had. And he doesn't quite understand why he's got the memory loss um, and if I recall, later on in the season, he does find out why he's got memory loss, and that is because at his own behest, he gets William Bell and a couple other scientists to basically help remove chunks of his brain and these chunks of brain hold memory for very important information and research that he had been doing that he feels has kind of gone over the top and uh, um, he wants to keep hidden so that it cannot be used for wrong. 
And so those portions of his brain are removed. And that's kind of why you see his memory loss. And you kind of see a shift in his, his uh, persona as a person. Uh, his, his behavior, his thoughts, being more humble. So you, you can see how that initial surgery has kind of shaped the course of the person he would become that you start to see in season two. Um, so he is working on that and trying to basically redeem himself uh, in that whole situation. Uh, now, continuing with the main story plot, uh, one thing I did forget to mention from season one is uh, what they call the Observer. And in season two, you find out there's a bunch of observers. And they're just, they're basically like really, they're, they're completely bald. And they dress like they're 1950s, you know, with the, the suit and like the hat, you know, like they're and like basically like they're some sort of a undercover CIA or FBI agent from the 50s. But they're all bald, no, no hair follicles or whatsoever. And they just talk in a very monotone, boring way. And they basically... You know, they know all things, if you will. They, they are aware of all possible futures, and they know what you're going to say. They know the events, you know, or the, the, the most probable outcomes of choices that you're going to make while you talk to them. So they can kind of read your mind in a way and, and say what you're going to say before you say it, uh, that type of thing. Um, and it's also revealed that one of these observers went in and helped save Peter's life. And so you find out that when Walter went over to the alternate reality to grab that Peter and bring him back to his reality so he can um, give him the antidote that will will, uh, cure him of his uh, ailment, um, when they get back to his reality, the, the portal opened over a frozen lake. And so they, they get out on the frozen lake and they're walking back to shore when the ice breaks and they both fall into the water. And the observer dives in and rescues both of them. And you kind of find out that uh, um, that this uh, event has sparked the whole chain of events that you see going up till now. And so that's kind of part of uh, Walter's uh, redemption story in this whole uh, season thus far is he's kind of, he's trying to atone for all the bad that he's done throughout the years by trying to help Peter and help uh, stop all these phenomenon. Um, so that's kind of a little bit about Walter. Um, Peter, for most of it, he's kind of just kind of doing this thing. Um, but I will have to say that part of the main story plot that happens is, um, during a a phenomenon with the shapeshifters, it's discovered that the shapeshifters find their leader, uh, on, on the, uh, original or primary timeline, uh, or earth, if you will, they find their leader who had been decapacitated, reactivate him. And now he's kind of leading the charge. He's, and uh, by now, Olivia has gotten um, her memories back, know what's going on, uh, has informed the group, but unfortunately, so do the shapeshifters. They also know it as well. They were able to get all the chunks or all the pieces of technology together to help build a portal and basically do like a phase where they kind of phase one portion of their reality 
that they have from their alternate timeline and kind of map it briefly over top of the uh, show's original timeline and they're able to bring a figure into the the, the timeline from their alternate uh, timeline from their alternate earth and it's during this situation where Peter realizes that he is not from our earth he's from the alternate earth um and as a result, there's a lot of tension that builds up between Peter and Walter. You know, Peter, you know, gets really upset. You know, like, how could you lie to me about this? And uh, basically says, well, you're not my father. You stole me from my father. And so all the hard work that uh, both Peter and Walter have put in, in season one and in most of season two, into developing that father-son relationship gets shattered when... Um, Peter finds out that he is actually from the alternate Earth. Um, And then a lot of the work that Peter has also put in with Olivia um, is also kind of broken or at least put on hold at the very least because he finds out that Olivia knew as well. And so for about five episodes or so, Olivia knew that Peter was from the alternate Earth because one of Olivia's special abilities that be, that gets developed throughout season two is her ability to sense like a shimmer or something like that that emanates from objects or people that are from the alternate Earth. And so once she started developing and rehoning this this ability, this skill, she saw Peter within that in that special vibration that. Uh, emits only from things that are over in that other timeline. And so that's when she realized that he was not actually original timeline Peter, but a Peter, a Peter from an alternate timeline. Um, and so she does confront Walter, which kind of makes that whole thing, the whole um, um, feeling guilty expand even more in Walter because now he knows that other people know that Peter was taken from another timeline and brought here. So that makes him try even more to be humble and to go through his whole redemption story to kind of make things right as best he knows how. Um, And part of that whole extra conflict that develops is now there's a little bit of rift between Olivia and Walter because Olivia keeps pushing him to tell Peter before he finds out the hard way. And that's exactly what happens. Walter postpones and procrastinates and then Peter finds out the hard way, and the hard way is is when he's inside of this experiment that temporarily grafts that alternate Earth onto our original timeline, and that figure that pops into place turns out it's his father from this alternate timeline. And so at the end of season two, you find out that uh, in defiance and in anger against original timeline Walter he goes with the alternate earth Walter which they have dubbed Walternate alternate Walter um, he goes with Walternate back to the alternate timeline alternate earth where Peter is originally from to meet his his mother and to kind of see the world that he missed growing up in because he was kidnapped from them and brought over to the original timeline that we see from the start of the show 
And so now you start to see things really falling apart in terms of, you know, not only the main story plot, because at this point it's clear that the fringe division has failed. The alternate timeline was able to bring in, you know, a figure, the alternate Walter or Walternate, and the shapeshifters were successful in getting their plans across. Um, and they were also successful in getting Peter back because now Peter's, you know, feels uh, estranged from everything that is the original timeline because he just found out he's from the alternate timeline. And so at the end of season two, you kind of see everything breaking apart and uh, all these relationships that have been swirling around start to shatter as the big revelation that, uh, you know, Peter's not of this world, he's from an alternate earth, and his father, his real father, comes to get him and, and, you know, get time back with his son, and uh, um, that's kind of where you see it all left off, and at the end, what they end up doing is the, the fringe team goes to the alternate timeline because they want to rescue Peter, um, and so they get the help of William Bell, who is in the alternate timeline, uh, kind of just laying low and trying to help the original timeline as best as he can, mainly via, um, I think her name is Nina. Let me double check that. Yeah, Nina Sharp, if you remember uh, the COO of uh, um, Massive Dynamic, he's basically using her as his mouthpiece in the original uh, timeline. And so, you know, the Fringe Division and the FBI have to kind of go and work with uh, Massive Dynamic to help send a team over to the alternate Earth to get Peter and rescue him from uh, this alternate timeline and this more nefarious version of Walter. And so, um, while Peter's over there, he's talking to his mom and uh, he starts to see other people that he would have known growing up and all that stuff. Um, And he finds out that while over there, that because of Walter's trips over to this alternate earth, it's starting to cause rips in the fabric of space and time. And it's starting to slowly destroy this alternate earth. And so they're looking at a machine to build that will basically, you know, set up Peter as the focal point to where they need to, you know, destroy one or the other uh, um, reality so that the other one can live. And that's kind of the the, uh, the paperwork that Peter stumbles across while he's visiting the house of uh, his actual father. It's some sort of device that will destroy one timeline to save the other. And so the French division comes in, they're able to extract Peter and bring him back to the original timeline of the show. And in the process, William Bell dies helping to say to rescue Peter and, and get him back to the uh, original timeline. Peter brings the paperwork over with him of this doomsday device, if you will. Um, and kind of starts putting pieces together about the connection between him and the machine. Primarily in the fact that he sees that uh, it's like kind of like a, a, a sketch of his face 
kind of drawn into the paperwork of how the machine works and what it is and all that stuff. And so he's starting to realize that he's kind of the focal point in the destiny of these two timelines. Which one gets destroyed and which one gets to live. Um, And the only other um, twist that ends season two is that Olivia going with the fringe division goes over and helps rescue Peter. But at some time during the extraction, she gets captured and the alternate earth's Olivia jumps in, in her place and comes back with the fringe group to the original timeline and basically masquerades as Olivia, uh, in this whole rescue attempt to save Peter. And it's in this episode where you really see the romance start to fly with, uh, with Peter and Olivia, uh, because, you know, they kind of talk about how they really miss each other and all that other lovey-dovey stuff. And so at this, at this season finale, you see how there's a romantic tie now between Olivia and Peter, but what only the audience knows is that that Olivia is not the original Olivia, it's the alternate Olivia, who's on a spy mission to spy and undermine the fringe unit, the fringe unit on the original timeline's uh, Earth. So that's kind of where season two leaves off, is you've got uh, Peter's main struggle personally, just kind of dealing with the fact that he's been kidnapped from his parents, even though it's duplicates of his real father, um, and lied to about his whole existence. You know, you've got Olivia that's gone through some things, including being kidnapped at the end by the alternate universe's uh, Walter and their version of the Fringe Division. And uh, you kind of see what seems like some of the rifts being mended at the end of Season 2. There's still a lot of uh, um, distrust and and broken uh, relationships between Walter and and, uh, Peter. Um, but you do see a much more closer, uh, um, interaction between Peter and, and this alternate Olivia. And so that's kind of where the season two ends at. Um, so the only real new characters that you see in season two is a guy named Newton and he is the lead, the leader of the shapeshifters. And, uh, like I mentioned, part of the whole season two story plot that ties into the main plot is the shapeshifters trying to gain access to where his location is at. And so, and then that information is, um, is activated or is accessed via Olivia's memories. And so the shapeshifters have to try to figure out a way how to extract that information from Olivia's memories, whether it's some sort of uh, intrusive uh, um, experiment to go in there and just rip it that, that knowledge out of her mind or to trick her into revealing that information once she remembers it. And so that's kind of where you see uh, Newton kind of come in play and how the shapeshifters are successful in resurrecting their leader while over there. And uh, his character is, is, is done pretty well, I think. You know, I think that was a really good addition to uh, 
um, the, the shapeshifters and having them brought in as kind of like a main antagonist in season two in the place of the ZFT cult because uh, from all practical purposes, the ZFT cult from season one is basically, basically ends and is destroyed when their leader gets uh, chopped in half by the uh, um, by the portal he created, assuming that will take him to the alternate reality. So that's kind of where you uh, where you see some new characters, and of course you actually get to see more uh, um, of of William Bell in the series as well, um, played by Leonard Nimoy, and so. I guess you can kind of consider him to be a new character for season two, even though he made his his debut in uh, season one, uh, the, the final episodes of season one. But you get to really meet a lot more of, of uh, uh, William Bell in season two, and he becomes kind of a new character that uh, you inter- that you, you get to see characters interact with until he dies um, at the end of season two, helping Peter escape, you know, the clutches of Walternate. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where the whole, uh, series is left off in terms of, uh, character development, plot development. Um, the only other thing I can think about are some of the pros and cons. Um, the pros, I think it's a really strong story still, you know, they really have, they really pound home that main story plot of, of, uh, you know, stopping the shapeshifters from doing their thing there on, in the uh, original timeline and then stopping the shapeshifters from opening the rift in the main, from the main timeline to the alternate universe. And then from there, the ramifications of failing to stop the, the shapeshifters in both instances. And so I thought it was a really good um, continuation, if you will, from season one and bringing more uh, uh, ideas into where they could take the story from there. Um, once again, they, they do a really good job of, of bringing in some of the, the quote-unquote random phenomenon that you see crop up here and there in, the, uh, in Season 2, and then turning around and being able to tie a lot of them into the main story arc and say, hey, remember this Remember this uh, episode 3 situation here? Well, here we are, episode 20. Boom, and all of a sudden it hits and comes back around to, uh, to kind of come full circle and how it really applies to the overall uh, main story plot. And I like that. I like seeing how they can take what seems like random side plots or side quests, if you will, and re-intertwine them into the main story to show how a lot of this stuff comes back together to become important information or important experiences for them to to have that will lead to what happens in the season finale. And so that's exactly what you saw for uh, season two. I really liked how they did that and how they built up some of the side stories. You know, they I think they did do a turnaround in terms of uh, the, the, the romantic side in terms of getting Peter and Olivia kind of on the same ball in terms of at least demonstrating some sort of romantic interest in one another and not having the whole teenage angst uh, sexual tension that you see in a lot of shows so and, and also they see it in season one so I like that they were able to kind of turn that around and kind of get it back on track uh, because it seemed like they were really going for that whole uh, romantic uh, 
I guess, uh, tension, anxiety, if you will, in season one. And that just wasn't really a good book for, for uh, the show, I think. Um, and when it comes to uh, one of the cons, I think it has to deal with Peter's response to finding out he's from an alternate reality. Um, because he was acting bratty and just really taken a, blown it way out of proportions even after he found out that he would have died if Walter did not step in and do something which meant taking him back to his universe giving him the treatment and then trying but failing to reopen a portal to get him back to his own you know alternate world and instead keeping him and raising him as their own you know it's one of those things where uh um I think he was acting like a really big brat while he was kind of dealing with this this uh, bombshell revelation. You know, I understand being upset and being frustrated knowing that you were basically kidnapped from your parents and forced to live in a completely different environment. In this case, a completely different world. But at the same token, you have to also remember that and it was said many times too, but not only by uh, Walter, but by Olivia, that it's like, hey, this guy cared for you so much that he was willing to jump into another reality to save you, bring you back and cure you because he loved you, just the concept of you, you know, so much. And, and you can't fault Walter for trying to do whatever he could to help him. Even though it was discovered that he initially brought the the uh, the healing potion or the healing formula with him, but it broke on the other side, and so he had to resort to more extreme measures. That is, bringing Peter back through the portal to his world to get him the cure that he needed to save his life. And so, um, I think that uh, um, given all the information that is provided in season two for why Walter did what he did in terms of kidnapping uh, Peter and bringing him to his world. Um, And given the understanding of who Walter is and the character that Peter is up until that point, I mean, it seems like a very just illogical direction for them to take Peter's character to where he gets really bratty, acting almost like uh, Olivia, you know, over this this bombshell information. There, there are better ways to handle it, and I, I understand you can be frustrated and pissed off about it, but to just com- be a complete brat and throw a temp- temper tantrum like he's a teenage kid being told he can't go to the movies with his friends, you know, that, that kind of... I think that was really a, a con in the, the, the development of Peter. I guess there's better ways that you could have him uh, um, lose faith and start to erode that relationship with his uh, quote-unquote father. Um, But the way they chose to do it, where they made him into a bratty, whiny, you know, jerk-off, it's... They could have thought of a better way for that whole thing to kind of blow up in everybody's face, if you will. Um, The other thing that I like, too, is in season two... um, they really gave you a pretty good glimpse into the alternate reality that Peter is from. Um, One of the main ones, like I said, is that um, 
the events of 9-11 happen differently to where the World Trade Centers are still standing. Um, another thing I mentioned, too, is that uh, um, the Statue of Liberty is bronze instead of its greenish, co- greenish color. Um, you also find out, as I mentioned, that there are breaches that uh, are happening in this alternate timeline that are causing big-time phenomenon that need to be shut down quickly. And so um, they go back to season one, and as I mentioned in season one, where they have like that, um, that amber casing that starts off as a, a gas form in a canister, and then when they pull the, the pin like a grenade and kind of toss it like a, like a gas grenade, as it spreads out, it turns into a, like a jelly form or a jello form, and it hardens into an amber casing like you, you'd see like a butterfly or a, a fossil uh, kind of trapped in. You find out that that's technology that they developed over in the alternate timeline to help mitigate the damaging effects of some of these strange phenomenon as a result of the uh, rips in the time and space from the initial uh, uh, convergences from one timeline to another. And so I thought that was kind of cool that you got to see how uh, things were a little bit different in this alternate timeline. Um, another one that I can think of is uh, half. Of, there's only half of California. Um, the Rockies west to the lakeshore is basically missing, implicating that there's probably some sort of a massive earthquake that kind of dropped that portion into the ocean. Um, there's a North Texas and a South Texas instead of one big state of Texas. Um, I think Utah is its own separate uh, country um, that takes up Nevada. and It's kind of like the, the whole, you know, uh, alternate history thing, what if type of thing uh, that's online that you can look up that says that uh, at one point the Mormons over there in, uh, in Nevada and uh, Utah wanted to form their own country and have their own Mormon country out there and that was a, a possibility at one point. Well, apparently in this alternate timeline, that's exactly what happened and so there's a big, uh, big donut hole in the middle of the United States where there's another country sitting there. Um... Let's see. A couple other things that I noticed is uh, I think they kind of, I think they combined North and South Dakota into one state. Um, there is no Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It's just the Great Lakes and no Lower Peninsula or no Upper Peninsula, just the Lower Peninsula. And you also find out that most of uh, the New England area, you know, like for example, Boston is completely uh, quarantined from a massive phenomenon that they had to use that amber encasing to trap most of Boston in it, as well as large parts of Maine and Massachusetts, Vermont, and basically those north, those northeastern uh, states, you know, and what they consider to be New England. A lot of them have been basically uh, quarantined and uh, turned to amber um, to prevent any future... Uh, 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 tears and phenomenon from affecting the uh, the area um so you kind of get a good idea as to the the side effects of all the uh, dimension jumping that you see in season one and season two so i thought that was kind of cool to kind of see them kind of flush out how this different uh, uh alternate reality would be different from ours the other big one that i can think of is they don't have airplanes they use the zeppelins like the hindenburg 
So that was pretty cool to kind of see how they were talking about how, you know, the the needle for the uh, Empire State Building was originally supposed to be uh, kind of a docking bay for uh, Zeppelins. And so they basically turned a lot of those into uh, Zeppelin docks. So you see Zeppelins uh, kind of flying around uh, New York City and that whole area um, rather than airplanes. So that was kind of cool. Um, uh, the only other con that I can think of when it comes to season two is I do kind of wish that they had just ended the season with, uh, Peter going to this alternate universe, um, and kind of leaving it out of a cliffhanger as to what happened to him. You know, he, he ends up meeting his real father and his father convinces him to go back to the alternate earth, meet his mother and quote unquote, just be home where you belong type of thing. I think that's where they should have left that season is Peter leaving and going back to the alternate earth where he belongs and leaving Walter, our Walter, you know, our, our original timeline Walter and the, the crew of the fringe division shocked and sad that he left them, you know, um, rather than kind of taking it one step further and mounting the rescue attempt to get him back to their, to the original timeline, like what they did. I think they should have just ended it there and used that as like the cliffhanger to keep people posted for when season three comes out. So, um, so that's what I've got for uh, season two so far for the fringe. Um, as I mentioned, I've uh, got season three all watched and, and I've got my notes all ready to go on that one. So um, hopefully here I can get to that and, and get that posted either, either tonight or uh tomorrow sometime and that'll get me all caught up for my synopsis of the fringe uh, all the way through season three so um i'd like to thank everybody for joining in and listening to this episode of the dead mind and i hope you have a good evening we'll talk to you again soon